Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery, and with me this week are my good friends, Act Two Fly, Eric Trembicki, and Mr. Wednesday Live. Live in the sauna. Yes, live in the sauna. Uh, I believe this is the second time I've recorded the show in the sauna. Um,. With me as well, Mr. Wednesday Night Live. We call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Five star ratings and reviews. The ratings and reviews are a huge help to get uh, the show in, in front of a bigger audience. Um, real quick side note I wanted to bring up. I've been meaning to bring this up for about a month and I keep forgetting. We are consistently getting two or three downloads in Barbados every week. So, real quick, I just want to say, if it's Rihanna, what's up? <laughs> and if and if you know Rihanna, please tell her I said what's up. Um, what if they just resemble her? Good enough. What's up? <laughs> this is when you're supposed to say, I'm not hard to find. <laughs> I thought about saying that. I decided to go with the, uh, the R-Truth homage of what's up. <laughs> Um, because WWE wants Triple H and The Undertaker or One Night in Milwaukee to be the biggest story this week. But on this show, neither (laughs) one of them are. The biggest story this week is the fabulous truth tearing down the house once again on SmackDown Live. Can can we we run with this? This this has to be the first thing we talk about. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about first. But first, first we talk about it. The seven-second dance break. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, wait, wait. I, I mean, hats off to all four of them in that mix, mix match, mix tag match. I refuse to watch the mix match challenge, but this or the TV programming I'm supposed to watch from WWE that's supposed to deliver, it delivered. The in-ring work was good. The four individuals in the match are O-V-E-R. They are over, and I feel like they should only be doing more of them. Uh, It's borderline the four workhorses of SmackDown right now. They're so over and like the most entertaining thing on the show that it's one of those things when, when Brock was away with the Universal title, we were always talking about on Raw how the Intercontinental Championship was like the most important title on there it was the most important segment overall every week and i literally halfway through that match i was like damn why like if you took the girls out of this match like this match should be for the united states championship (laughs) i think it should be for the universal championship (laughs) or even the w i would say the wwe championship but i don't want to take anything away from from joe or or aj de niro we'll get to that later (laughs) Um, (laughs) well, nobody nobody would appreciate truth being called a workhorse like you. No, no. And he he is that like, that's the thing. The crowd, the crowd in the arena is into it. Yeah. They Uh, were trying truth TV the whole time. Yes. But it's not just that. I mean, he does go in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, He's, he's actually a good wrestler. But like he does. Yeah, no, he's good. He's actually can wrestle when they give him the chance to. There's a reason why he's a former holder of 10 pounds of gold. (laughs) <laughs> first african-american ever do it yeah i mean and who else would there be <laughs> i mean well, the, he, came, he came a long way from getting rowdy with brian gerard james yeah. <laughs> yes he did the dance break in the match them <laughs> doing the splits together champion. oh yeah i forgot about that them doing the splits together when zelina and andrade did tranquilo together i thought was a great spot in the match and honestly, the finish between Carmella and Zelina, I thought was awesome. Yeah, I did too. I really, I really popped huge for that. We haven't seen Carmella use that move in a while. Not because she was a heel and stealing victories at at, um, at cost and using the super kick. 
Yeah, I, I loved it. I loved the segment. I love that people are responding to it. Hopefully, WWE will listen to its fans, as Stephanie McMahon has said, <laughs> and put Truth TV back on the air. You, you, Rock Pash, I'm sorry. I, I Like you, I've had something to say about my key forgetting for the last two weeks. Okay. When, when Stephanie makes remarks about that, and when we talk about how WWE, um, they do anything for money and attention, you know what it reminds me of? What? The post office. <laughs> <laughs> anything you pay for, they will do. Anything. Uh, it it kind of make it makes sense to me. I've never worked at the post office, but I, everything I've heard about the post office, I could see it. Yeah, and they lie to you just like that, like Stephanie did. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to say – I can't say Stephanie lies because I'll defend her on this because, like we say, you buy merchandise, you buy tickets – so they're listening that way. That's how they listen to you by how much money you give them. Right. And obviously we all like we've been talking about our truth on this show for I mean years, not even just this year. I, like he was a a topic of conversation in 2017. I believe he was on here in 2016 at some point. But for me right now I gave James Ellsworth, I believe, either the superstar of the year or the story of the year in 2017. If 2018 ended right now, I would give it to Ron Killings. Yeah. Because these segments he's been getting for the last five or six weeks have been the most entertaining thing for me on the show, on both shows, every week. Yeah, and the the thing about when it comes to truth, it's like I'm waiting. Every time SmackDown comes on, I'm looking forward to seeing him. At the same, and at the same time, I'm, at the same time, I'm like, okay, are they going to like forget about this or keep it going, like, or how are they going to keep it going? Because I'm actually looking forward to it. The funny thing is, I don't think they even really have to put in that much effort. Like, I think people, for whatever reason, find him fun. You know, everybody hasn't been wanting to see him as much as I have the last two years, but people have fun when he comes out. People are enjoying Carmelo. Like, imagine. You remember how stale it was, the reaction Carmella was getting when she first got called up. And for most of the first few months until she attacked Nikki Bella. Well, she's getting, like, legit cheers now that she's hanging out with him. Yeah, and one thing I do appreciate, I, this combination is way better than the combination of R-Truth with Eve Torres. You weren't watching back then, but it was ridiculous. It, it, it didn't work together. <laughs> well, yeah. Not. Carmella does deserve some of the credit for this being as popular as it is. Yeah, and Truth, he, he actually wasn't singing What's Up With Eve. He had a new song. Um, I think it was called Get Buck or something like that. I've never heard it, but it sounds I'll awesome. Say- <laughs> <laughs> I'll send it to you. Listen please. To with them two together. It please was so do. odd. <laughs> if, you, if you send it to me was before... Was that a to try out? <laughs> If you send it to me within an hour of us recording this show, it will probably be the intro music for this week's episode. <laughs> I'll Don't drop right the now. ball. <laughs> I'll find it right now. Um, so, real quick, I guess we could transition. Our uh, truth, WWE is killing it with this guy. I wish they could make everybody else this enjoyable to watch, but maybe. This could arguably be the biggest story of the week. Elias bringing up the Sonics in Seattle. That might so be good. that might be the most intense reaction they've gotten in 2018. I'll say it longer than that in years because that was a real reaction. They took over the, the crowd, hijacked that whole segment. But that was the only one of rare times that you actually get real legit heat. Yeah, they. They got booed for, like, over five minutes for yeah, that. Yeah, for the rest of the remainder of the segment, they got booed. And I thought both guys actually did a good job of dealing with it. Yeah. Like, it didn't derail them. It didn't distract them. I thought they both did a really good job of handling it and kind of playing into it. Like, Owens brought up the basketball team again. Uh, at one point, Elias said, like, Guys, settle down. They left. Like I, I really appreciated how much they embraced mm-hmm. the booing. Eck. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, yeah, and they said, now basketball in Oklahoma City, 
that makes sense. Yeah. And then, uh, I appreciate Renee saying, um, no respect for debtless shrimp. I, shrimp. <laughs> I didn't even hear her say it. I didn't yeah, even know. I popped, it was real quick. No respect for debtless shrimp. I died. When you said <laughs> that is great. That's a good deep oh, cut Sonic. And then, and then I, I'm glad you brought this up because WWE know how they are. Brent Barry and Dentlin Shrimp actually responded to WWE. Did they really? Yeah. So um, Brent Barry, he wrote to Dentlin Shrimp. Um, we have a problem on Twitter. And Dentlin Shrimp replied, yes, we do, Bones. We have to challenge the boys to a wrestling match or a three-point shootout. <laughs> so does that mean now next week the show is going to open with Elias and Kevin Owens so they could get all this social media stuff on the screen? I want the three-point shootout. I would take that. I would love to see Elias and Kevin Owens in a three-point shootout. Eck, how good of a three? Who do you think's a better three-point shooter, Owens or Elias? Owens. What do you think, Alo? Uh, I'll say Owens. I, I don't think Elias will have good form. I don't think Elias. I don't think Elias is dropping a bucket. I don't know. I, I'm going to take Elias. One to be different, and two, he's at least from American-born. Not that there's a lot of basketball in Pittsburgh, but I, I just can't imagine Kevin Owens having grown up played playing a whole bunch of basketball in, in Quebec. Um, yeah, I thought this was great, though. I love the reaction they got. Obviously, even like Leo Rush came out, and they were still like booing through the whole thing. Yeah. And then what type of reaction did Bob get? Nothing? Didn't pay no mind. Because I didn't notice Bob Lashley getting any type of reaction. I don't know if Leo is really getting a reaction yet. I hope he starts to, because I really do enjoy what he's been doing. Well, judging off of what you guys said last week, I mean, he did get a little bit of physicality this week, at least more. Yeah, he did. Um, is Oh, that's the thing. How... How can they disrespect John Cena by making him have a tag match with Bob <laughs> at whatever this show in Australia is called? I'll be honest. Maybe they're looking at it as a way to get him, I don't know, a rub. Because you- they're going to go over at 6 a.m., six quarter after <laughs> 6. And when John gets his hand raised by the ref and he lifts Bob's hand, yeah, little rub. So that, that they could play. Saying, hey, you know he's been there, done that, brought him back. Hey, <laughs> I, I don't. kind of want to. I kind of want to see Leo introduce John Cena. Well, that would be awesome. <laughs> Whatever he's that little man. laugh is that he does he's all the, the time. Real man. He's the 16-time world <laughs> champion man. He's John. Yeah, yeah, you know him. He's John Cena. <laughs> he's John Cena. Some people call him. The greatest of all time. (laughs) 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 Whatever that little laugh is, he does. Um, I would love to see him introduce John Cena. That'd be a nice rub for Leo Rush. Um, Yeah, I don't even remember what happened in the match. I was just blown away by the reaction in Seattle. I don't know the last time I saw that much heat. That was like 80s territory heat. Yeah, that they got <laughs> the crowd destroyed them the entire segment. But you got to give it to Owens and Elias for hanging in there the entire time. Yeah, I thought they were great. Um, women's division. Other than Becky and Charlotte, is there like anything really happening? Well, on SmackDown, uh, Oscar defeated Peyton Royce, and that leads to that match this Sunday, this Saturday, at maybe a quarter to seven. <laughs> against against uh, Naomi and Asuka. So that tag team match is happening? Yes. How many matches are on this thing? Well, it's five hours long. I'm not sure the match count. 11 plus. Wow. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it eventually. <laughs> My- Don't make us. Um... Becky and Charlotte, Becky Lynch is still probably the hottest thing on their either show right now. Yeah, she is. I was I was disappointed by how much time she got because they kept hyping it up as this big thing, this big announcement or big surprise. But she got on like with five or ten minutes left on the show. 
Yeah, I mean, it's good at least that she got to close it, but... Like, is, has there been any time, even in NXT, where she was this, like, this beloved? No. No, because Becky didn't really get fully loved until she had that match with, Sa- with Sasha at Unstoppable. That was the first time, like, everybody was like, okay, like, now she's here. Um, I think of the four horsewomen, obviously, for me, it was uh, the, the order was always Sasha, Bailey. Becky Charlotte. Sasha was your first? Believe it or not. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, Sasha was my first. Um, <laughs> I assume you guys both had Charlotte above fourth. I did. Yeah. I did. Like, when, when they were coming In out of NXT, NXT yeah. when they were coming out of NXT, what would your ranking of those four have been? I had Sasha one, I had Charlotte two, then I had Bailey three and Becky four. And Eck, what did you have? Probably the same damn list. I mean, it's 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 hard when you're grouping four people. Not that I regret putting anyone in that order, but it would have been you know, I think personally it was probably Sasha. Charlotte, Becky, you could kind of almost intertwine that two. Uh, I'm sorry, um, Charlotte and Bailey, you could intertwine that two and three role, and Becky would have been there down at four. But this is this is like what I say with so many so many wrestlers. I 100% say that because all I knew of them was their NXT stuff, and that's what I'm great rating them off of. That's like when present day a year ago year and a half ago two years ago if like dean ambrose was stale if dolph ziggler's stale and everyone wants to crap on him it's like well in hindsight he's stale because of their booking right so it's like you know going off of how each one was booked i think you know sasha definitely deserves to be number one and even if she they they could have done more with her she got enough where she was able to, you know, cut through and shine where that's where she deserved to be. Yeah, right. one good thing, and one good thing about that is that Sasha, she had a small indie career before she came to WWE, but they're all technically kind of like WWE performance center talent. Yeah, now, would you say that your rankings of those four have changed at all? From an in-ring perspective? Or? Like, just now, of those four, how would you rank them? How, however your judgment would be, like... Well, from an in-ring perspective, Sasha's still number one. I'll probably put Charlotte at the bottom because we talked about this all the time. I'm not about, surprised he said that. <laughs> we talk about this all the time. <laughs> we talk about this all the time. How uh, Charlotte, like being four amongst those four, it's not a bad thing, you know. And when it comes to Charlotte, when you talk about her matches, like, and they always even on commentary, they always talk about how athletic she is. But she she always shines. She she can make herself shine, but she's not great at making everybody else shine. Right, and that's the difference between her and, and, and similar Sasha. similar. Like the apple does not fall far from the tree because she's also one of those. Like think of her at the peak of her heel career. It was so obvious she was so good. She was great as a heel, but she's just like her dad. Her dad couldn't be a babyface to save his life, and she sucks as a babyface. I mean, she's extremely boring. And just like Aaron was saying, to piggyback off of it, you can't knock Becky, you can't knock Bailey, you can't knock Sasha, you can't knock Charlotte if you put them or any of the three of our, you know, at the bottom of four. Because really, I, I don't know what what does WWE have um, on the main roster between the two shows? Probably fifteen female wrestlers at least, at least. So if if you put those fifteen out there. Really, I think even if you put those 15, aside from Asuka, I mean, maybe she'll be there. Maybe she'll be number five. I would have a hard time picking anyone else to be number five or, or the top four. It would be those four girls, and then be a hard time for me. I don't know. No one else comes to mind right away. Yeah, and then the thing, and if you want to, like, switch it around, just say for, like, like character and the whole package, Charlotte would probably be number one. Because of her WWE, her main roster run has been fantastic. Like Eric said, she's a terrible face. It's hard to like actually kind of like chip her sometimes. She actually had an interview this past week saying she knows why that she gets cheered. She get uh, Becky gets cheered. It's because 
it's hard to it's hard to cheer for me over Becky because I've been given so much, right? And she hasn't. So when it comes to ranking them on the main roster, Charles was number one, and the rest, the other three, you could just probably be a toss up. I'll probably put Sasha more Sasha number two because she has more opportunity, but this their success has been predicated on bad writing. Yeah, like Sasha has never gotten to be the actual character that made people love her in NXT. Yeah, like never. And Charlotte, I think Prep said this a couple weeks ago that she's almost like in the Roman Reigns territory now. Yeah, which is true. Like I'm, I'm kind of bored with her, but it's more so. Yeah, if she was just heel Charlotte bored with her as a as a face. Yeah, if she was heel Charlotte that she was, you know, a year ago, year and a half ago. I'd feel a lot different, although I might have got tired of that too, but I don't know. I'm just really happy with seeing Becky be able to thrive when they gave her an opportunity to. Like, like this is – and I'm pulling something so far out of left field, but like one, if the, – or in the thousandth episode two weeks away, if we're just going with the normal pitter-patter between her and Becky, it's going to be – Boring and one-sided, and majority of fans, especially the fans that are kind of split in the middle that appreciate both, they're all going to be leaning towards Becky. But if Charlotte, if Becky could, you know, finish uh, Charlotte after Super Showdown and then and move on to something else, and if like, this is where my left field, it's not, it's not something that's going to happen. But if Charlotte were to come out during the Evolution segment and spit on her father. She'd be like hooked, line and sinker, right again as a heel. If she could do something out of character like that, something that like is just hard to stomach, she'll be right back where she should be. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to take much to get her there. I mean, they could get her there right now if they had her do something awful to Becky because people love Becky so much. Yeah, they just embrace the fact that Becky's getting cheered and just turn Charlotte heel. But that's not the direction they want to go, because, like we said, it's been, been it's been impossible for them to get Becky booed at this point. And like yeah, it's said, not like, going to happen. And like, and like Prep said about the Roman Reigns territory, that's true. Now, even in Becky's promo saying, "I'm the champion," and Charlotte and Charlotte's still taking promo photos and for uh, press releases and stuff, and I'm not. I'm but I'm the champion, you know. Yeah. Um, only other thing on the women's division that I had was I was happy to see a moment of bliss. Yes. <laughs> about Trish Stratus. And my favorite part was, well, her talking about that Trish Stratus burped in her face or whatever, but she asked something. She said, basically, she said, Trish said something along the lines of, do you think I can pay my bills with whatever? I don't remember what it was she even said. And, and Alexa. Jimmy Choose. Yeah. Is you that think what it I was? I can buy Jimmy Choose with uh, something. Yeah. yeah and and uh, Alexa says, and I explained to her that I was only seven, like the, the idea of <laughs> seven-year-old Alexa Bliss explaining to Trish Stratus that I'm only seven years old was funny to me. Um, but AJ Styles and Samoa Joe did not get a physical confrontation, probably didn't need one. I think we've seen plenty of physical confrontations from them. We did it get did the Samoa Joe coming in his house and throwing him through the window. Oh, <laughs> by the way, before we move any further. But far, it's 2018. Yeah. It's too good for us. Yeah, before <laughs> we move any further, did anybody else laugh at the fact that Paige said, all right, guys, Joe didn't get in the house. The police immediately arrived after, after SmackDown went off air. Yes. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so the <laughs> like, police so are he, just sitting there watching SmackDown and rushed over to the house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, WWE's got a connection like that. They got the shield in and out of court on at, like, 10 o'clock at night on Labor, Labor Day. Day. They have, you know, police presences at someone's house. The moment something is seen on WWE television. Yeah. I, what did you think of uh, AJ's very serious acting? <laughs> oh, AJ, AJ, AJ. <laughs> Not his finest hour. No. What he should have done is he should have been like floored. By these events, not able to speak, Carl Anderson should have showed up and spoke for him because he was terrible. I'm sitting there and I was like, man, did I not drink enough? Because this sucks. (laughs) 
Yeah, I and watched I, it. I literally, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I understand maybe this is try, supposed to appeal to a kid, but if I think, I think if I were to go put this on in front of my nine year old, he'd have changed the channel. Possibly. Now Dude, nine year nine year old me probably would have bought into it, but thirty nine year old me. I don't think nine year old you would have. <laughs> thirty nine year old me. That, that was the eighties, maybe. Yeah, thirty nine year old me definitely was not buying into it. Um, yeah, I. I don't know. They could have done something much better. But this is one of very few matches on this card uh, in two mornings from now that I have any any desire to see at any point. Um, what did you guys think of Dean Ambrose's interview on Raw? I liked it. I liked it too. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was the best... The best thing they've allowed him to do since he's been back. Um, I think Braun... I think him choosing not to have a match for either title I thought was great. And I thought was... Lived up to what you expect from Dean Ambrose. I thought his mic work was excellent. And I even enjoyed his match with Braun. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the segments in the back afterwards with both Seth and Roman. Him playing back to, you know, it's funny. If I was such a nice guy, I could be Universal Champion tonight. <laughs> or I could be Intercontinental Champion right now to Seth. Yeah. Yeah, because one thing that continuing that whole story about with what Dolph talked to Ambrose about last week on, on Raw, talking about, hey, you know, SmackDown, you were, the champ- you were the WWE Champion, you were the IC Champion. And like now, it's kind of like, him is kind. He's kind of like actually thinking about it right now. And he's kind of kind of frustrated, and it's actually kind of making the titles feel important because the titles aren't even really important at this point. But I'm I'm glad they're actually pointing out the glare of hold in the shield that Ambrose is the only one that doesn't have a championship. Right, and the most successful he's ever been was without either one of those two. Yeah. What did you think of Seth and Galloway and Roman and Ziggler? I thought you were done calling him Galloway. I changed my mind. Good. It was. It wasn't as fun. It wasn't as fun. <laughs> it wasn't as fun calling him McIntyre. <laughs> Damn, Indy Pass. Yeah, I said it last week, and like it just didn't feel good. <laughs> but because I started saying it, I kept saying it through the show, and I was like, you know what? Never again. <laughs> so he's Galloway again. What did you think of those matches? Good raw matches. They were fine. I like I I did love Baron Corbin running out and saying no 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 this is not for the Universal title. <laughs> All right, which was kind of annoying to me since he's friendly with those guys. That was a question but, I was going to ask. I have it in my notes. Why were these non-title matches if he is anti the Shield? Uh, stupid as hell. Stupid as hell. Backtrack real quick, and I I don't know if I misheard this. Was your your question on the matches was the. The Braun Dean match included in there, and what what's everyone's thoughts on that match? Um, I mean, I thought it was fine. And I'll be honest, I did skip around on it. I think like in between commercial breaks, I would fast forward, and I may have missed you know thirty seconds, two minutes here or there because it was that opening match. And you know, Raw the opening matches have been getting time lately. But yeah, well, it didn't get a ton of time, no. I read somewhere that the review on the I thought the match was good, and this isn't just me as a Dean Mark. I thought the match was good because it, it gave you a moment where one, I thought Dean was going to win. Two, I thought again he was going to win by count out, and it was like okay, cool. It's, it's it's a W, and it doesn't hurt Braun as much when he's going into challenging for the Universal Title in a month and a half. But this whole thing with I, don't, I, I read. I think it was Brian Alvarez. Someone put it put something out there saying that like they phoned it in. Uh, Braun's working hurt. Uh, the, the match sucked. Dean was dragging, and I was like, "Was it that bad? Did I miss something?" I didn't. I just want to see if I was doing that. I, like I actually thought the match was decent, especially for a Raw TV match. I'm not. I'm not saying it's like uh, you know. Make sure you go catch the match. I just didn't think it was something that was terrible. Here's my biggest takeaway from what you just said. Don't don't bother listening to anything Brian Alvarez says. 
<laughs> Say less. Did we meet him? <laughs> I, I don't know. At I, all I, I couldn't pick him up out of an all. Because I, I could have sworn Prep said this is Brian Alvarez. No, I think that was that Ryan Sandlin. Okay, it was Ryan Satin. That's what it was. Same thing. <laughs> Pre- Yo, the best was Prep was like, we're, we're st- he's standing next to us at the bar. He's like, do you know who this is? And I'm like, no. I was like, yeah, I um just didn't want to bother him. <laughs> oh, man, it's Ryan from the sheets. I'm like, yeah, had no no clue. Only thing I know about him is Chris Jericho told him he's a piece of shit. If he walked in into the shot right now and I saw him if sit down between you two. Right now. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, if he walked into the shot that I'm looking at right now of you two and sat right between you, I wouldn't know it was Ryan Satin. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought their match was good. I enjoyed it. You know, the shield came down and saved him. And then he kind of left things a little bit on shaky ground, which you'd expect. I don't know where exactly it's going, but it was the it would the shield was way more entertaining this week than they were last week and the week before and the week before that. I guess maybe this was the first non rerun or was this still a rerun? Uh, still felt like a rerun. So it's still not the season still premiere. Some regurgitation. I, no, it felt like well the Dean thing. Well, I you know what this may have been a season premiere because the whole Dean thing is actually start starting to build up a little bit. Yeah. One thing I would have liked for him to do was like kind of second guess helping the guys at the end of the show to actually build some more like tension to them going towards Super Showdown. And who are you guys going with at Super Showdown? The Shield or Strowman, Galloway, and Ziggler? At approximately 9 a.m., The Shield. I think it's going to be The Shield. I don't think they're going to have The Shield lose in front of a, uh, a hot uh, Australian crowd. I'm going with Strowman, Galloway, and Ziggler. Well, since you made well, that it, answer, it, see, does it, Dean turn? No, no, he's not turning. <laughs> I know. I it, know. It, if they want to make this important, they would do that. Yeah, I don't, I don't foresee that happening. I think there's some things they're going to do to try to make this important, but I don't think that's it. You Maybe we get the Nikki Bella turn? But yeah, I don't think we're <laughs> the Nikki Bella turn everybody's been clamoring for <laughs> for so long. <laughs> something that actually, like, it, it's not something that's like a house show. From the, from the quote-unquote from Michael Cole, from the legendary Bella Twins. <laughs> I mean, I guess, you know what? They kind of are legendary, I guess, in a way. They've been around for a really long time. They're yeah, Nikki, they're bigger than, than WWE. I mean, not WWE, but they're, like, bigger than the product. Yeah, and Nikki Bella putting up with John Cena for all those years. Yeah, all those rules. <laughs> so good. Um, the New Day, The Bar, Mr. Bootyworth. <laughs> is, I felt bad for him. <laughs> so did I. Poor Mr. Bootyworth just wanted to to practice his craft, and they wouldn't even let him do that. He was finally going to unveil his secret pancake recipe. Never got to do it. Are either of you excited to see the bar and the new day again? All right. Speaking of Mr. Bootyworth or whatever the hell his name is, now maybe I am just prone to enjoy violence. Am I the only one not annoyed that they didn't assault him? I don't want to say I was annoyed, but like I definitely thought it was going to happen. Like when Sheamus kept stepping in front of him, I was like, maybe "Oh, for a bro kick, maybe." Like I thought something was going to happen, and it didn't. Um, what I did enjoy, though, is that there was still clearly flour in the ring because during <laughs> Shelton Benjamin's match, he came out from between the ropes and he had like a big, like white smear on his face, which I can only assume was flour. So they didn't do a great job uh, cleaning the ring. Definitely not as good as that dude who used to clean the ring at the HOH shows. Mm. <laughs> do you remember that? I, I do. I do. When he would, like, wipe down the rope and the crowd would be like, oh, as he, as he would do that, it. The, you know, <laughs> I, that crowd, we there in a couple couple months. Yeah. Two-piece. Yeah, two, two months and a week. Not even a week. Um, two months and five days, approximately. Yeah, does anybody need to see the bar and the new day again? Only way I need to see it is if it's happening at HOH. No. <laughs> That's what I thought. Um, one night in Milwaukee. <laughs> so good. Do you think this made the kind of impact that they were billing it for? I think so. 
So am I the only one? You guys didn't speculate. I don't know if it came out after the fact when you guys recorded last week. Was I the only one hoping The Rock was involved with this? I That never crossed my mind, but that would have been amazing. Doing those special exercises. That would have been so good. You remember the the wheel, the reverse wheelbarrow? Yeah, I forget. Was no, it? no, no. It was the Wisconsin wheelbarrow. Wisconsin wheelbarrow. Yes. So they real missed opportunity by WWE. <laughs> yes. I mean that would have been amazing. I would have I would have <laughs> let off with that if that's what they did, because I kind of forgot about that whole thing with with the Rock and Lana. I read it in a sheet like two days after. And I was like, "Damn, that'd be decent." <laughs> that would have that would have blown my mind if that happened. If I'm correct, wow. All right, so to go off in another direction, since I brought up the rock, it's all over the sheets now, and it may happen, it may not. But we all know that they're saying the Rock may win the Rumble next year, main event against Roman. Yeah. So the Rock is not confirmed for. SmackDown 1000, but in a short variation of Stump Alo, true or false, did The Rock announce that he was in the Rumble at Raw 1000? Or yeah. No, he wasn't. He announced that he got the tail shot. Oh, at the Rumble. <laughs> ah, damn. But similar, he could say SmackDown 1000, yeah, Raw 1000, I announced I get a title shot. SmackDown 1000, I'm in the mother effort. And, and the funny thing was, one thing I forgot to bring up last week, when I said The Rock was supposed to, the speculation or rumors that he's supposed to win the Rumble in main event against Roman at WrestleMania, one funny thing was, right after he lost to Cena at 29, for like a week or so, they kept saying The Rock was the number one contender for WWE Championship. <laughs> really? He never got a rematch. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to see him show up at SmackDown one time. I'm not, like, usually all hyped up to see The Rock, but I think if for this thousandth episode, I think he should be there. Especially on this show. Um, I, I was wanting to mention it last week. I I love it, and I'm, I'm glad they mentioned it on SmackDown this week. So they're hyping up Evolution coming to SmackDown. But this is Evolution showing up together on SmackDown for the first time ever. So, SmackDown, let's celebrate 1,000 episodes. Let's, how do we commemorate SmackDown? Let's bring a faction from Raw that never showed up on SmackDown. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you said that because I was going to bring that up. I, I'm like, how <laughs> stupid is this show? Yeah, it's pretty stupid. I mean, I guess they want to capitalize on Dave while while he's still a movie star. But but that does that that doesn't make sense. They capitalize on him. Bring him alone. Bring him alone. Because th- this is again, this is where it's stupid. And I I feel like so Raw One Thousand was Triple. I can't remember if Triple H was a heel at that time or anything. But like I remember, like he did the DX no, segment. He, still, that's the, a face. he was so like. But that, that's like the same thing with like Triple H being like a face at one point and a heel like at another episode of the show because Randy Orton is a sick, twisted heel right now. And I know you don't like him, but he's doing like these cruel acts to people, but he's going to get a baby face reaction when he comes out with the with Evolution. Yeah, from everyone except for me. No, you might even switch. If they all nah. don't come out, in, if they all don't come out in suits, I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> Baggy suits. <laughs> Baggy suits. I hope. Yeah, I hope they wear some like 2006, 2007 type. I need. Suit. I need collars over the blazer. <laughs> I. I would pop for that, but not for Randy Orton. <laughs> you like him more and more every week. Yeah. <laughs> uh. We might as well just get into this now. HBK and Triple H, The Undertaker and Kane. Does anyone about this, huh? Does anyone have anything to say about anything other than Michael Hickenbottom's hair? <laughs> yeah, I got something to say besides his hair. What? Can I drop an F bomb? <laughs> sure. What the fuck is up with the headband? I I don't know. That like So, I understand when his hair was thinning and balding and receding, 
and he wore a headband to kind of cover it up. But this guy wears a six and a half inch wide headband to cover his bald head. What? He should have been wearing a what full bandana. Yes. What did I see? Yes. And then WWE didn't try to play it off by showing his old render with hair. I'm like, dude, like this. Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm not trying to be ignorant. I'm never going to speak, speak ill of the guy. But, like, I could, like, like you said, it's so wrong to say, but it's like, you, 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 he's bald. They had images of him with his. He just chopped off the pony, and we never knew he was bald. But it's like, damn, is he a cancer patient? Like, well, like where does hair go? This, this, this was a shock. Yeah. I thought we would get short stubble, something. Yeah, I've known like, for a while that he was bald. Kevin Nash loses to Chris Jericho in a hair versus hair match, and he <laughs> got the short slick back. I thought that's what I was going to get from Sean. I thought I was going to get some. Yeah, I don't know what to call it. A bad haircut. I thought he was going to have the a freaking $5 special from Jimmy John's hair shop down the road. But no, he got a baldy. A baldy. I think he legit what? had the he horseshoe. He was Austin. I think he had a horseshoe. and Or almost a full horseshoe. Because like I knew he was really bald for a while. Really? But, but yeah. when he brought out his haircut, he still had hair. So, like, the way he had been wearing it, like, pulled tight back in that ponytail, you could tell how there was not much hair on top. Like, you could tell the difference. Um, I think that's why he would always have, like, that half ponytail. But, yeah, he he just was, yeah, definitely didn't look like that hair. Uh, but he, yeah, I guess that was his only option, was if I cut it real short, Everyone's going to see how bald I am, so I may as well just cut all of it off. I prefer the. I, I never thought I'd appreciate the Bob haircut. <laughs> yeah, you could tell in that one how thin it is on top. Yeah, because that's the render that they use for him. Yeah. Listen, I'll be honest. Two years ago, a year ago, six months ago, I would have been sold when seeing Sean come back for a match, two matches, five matches. It ain't the age. It's not the question of can he move. I really don't want to see him wrestle without fucking hair. And that's the second half bomb. I'm done. I just, <laughs> he he doesn't need to get in a ring with no hair. Yeah, like does he, he wrestle in so bad? Does he wrestle in he a bandana now? In a ring. I don't know. Say it again. Does he wrestle in a bandana now? Does he wrestle like in a skull cap, a wave cap? A like I don't. Know. <laughs> I hope a beanie. Remember, I think when he kicked Del Rio, he had a beanie on. I don't know. But yeah, it wasn't a good look for him. I've been have so been he comes saying out the cowboy hat and wrestles in the cowboy hat. I'll give I him credit know. if he could keep a cowboy hat on his head the whole time. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I have I don't care about this. And then like they try to make it feel important. Triple H running down to save Sean at the end of the night. I'm I have no interest in this at all. So and this is the main event. Uh, Sean came out and said. As soon as I found out about this, I bought a ticket. This is going to be a historic event. Why? What's historic about about this? No, no. Let's be let's be serious right now. Oh, never mind. This, so this is this is where this is where you, I, Aaron, ninety percent of our listeners will agree. Maybe at nine years old, similar to my son, they would say, oh, maybe you would buy into this. But right here, I'm just let's you didn't buy a ticket. They're sending you there. They're paying you millions and millions of dollars to be there. What do you mean you bought a ticket? Well, yeah, even aside from that, like him saying this is a historic event. What is historic about it? <laughs> this, like, pay, this, this payday they're going to get. Yeah, like why is this important? And then you're you're wasting time trying to like build nonsensical story for a house show that we don't even need to see. I, I'm backtracking, but how good was it when Char- when Becky said, Super Showdown isn't about under isn't about Undertaker versus Triple H. It's about me. Yeah, I love that. That's a fact. Love it. To, uh, to me, that is the the biggest thing that's that's happening on that show. Yeah, I I just don't get why this is historic. I don't get why they're. You know what? I do get it. I'm not even going to pretend I'm one of those fans. I do get it. They're getting paid to put on this show. They don't actually care about their weekly TV product. They don't care about 
people following a wrestling show that is so far from their list of priorities. So that is why we're getting this. So, Alo, I have nothing really to say about Super Showdown. I know Eck doesn't either. You might as well say take this opportunity to say whatever you, you want to say about Super Showdown. Um, kudos to whoever wakes up that early to watch it. Mm-hmm. You're really dedicated. Triple H or The Undertaker, who are you guys going with? Undertaker. H. <laughs> H. All right, AJ Styles with Samoa Joe for the WWE Championship. AJ. Samoa Joe. I'm going with AJ. Joe should win. If you want to make, if you want to make this feel important, yeah, that was the second thing. One, we get the Nikki Bella heel turn. Two, we get Samoa <laughs> Joe with the WWE title in Australia. SmackDown, SmackDown Women's Championship. SmackDown Women's title. Becky Lynch, Sasha. Be- I'm sure Becky Flair. retains. Becky has to retain. Yeah, Becky retains. That's my pick. Ronda Ron Rousey and the legendary Bella Twins against the Riot Squad. Ronda's Nikki- team. They're gonna <laughs> They're gonna botch until they win. <laughs> I I concur. Ronda in the in the legendary Bella Twins. I'm not letting that legendary part go. <laughs> Don't ever let it go, no. I'm not. I'm not. You guys remember this title? The Cruiserweight Championships on the line. Get out! Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy. never mind. Cedric. Buddy Murphy, isn't he from Australia? Yes. I'm gonna take Buddy. Yeah, I want Buddy to win. He deserves it. Iconics versus the Empress, the Empress of in the Glow, Oscar Naomi. Ah, uh, I mean, I feel like Naomi and Oscar should win, but again, it's in Australia, so I'm going to go with the home team, the Iconics. I, I go with the Iconics too. No one's ready for Oscar. Oscar <laughs> Naomi. Did you practice your iconicing? I haven't. I thought about it, but I was like, I don't, I don't know what it's going to sound like if I do it. So I back. maybe next week I'll have an iconics ready. <laughs> All right. Also, SmackDown Tag Team Championships. You have New Day against the Bar. New Day. New Day retains. Whoever got the titles, leave it with them. All right, and John Cena, Bob Lashley against Kevin Owens and Elias. I already told you how that's going to go. John Cena, and Bobby's yeah. going to win. John's Cena gonna and Bob. Hold Bobby's hand Cena, for the rub. Cena and Bob. I believe that's the whole card. That's it? I thought there were at least 10 more oh, matches. Well, we say <laughs> the, Miz and, the Miz and Daniel Bryan. Winner gets a shot at the WWE Championship. Got to be the Miz. I've been saying it since they announced that match. Miz is going to win. But, but, I've been saying it since they leaked that information. I am now going to eat my words. Daniel Bryan's going to win. I'm going with Bryan. Hmm. I'm eating my words. I'm backtracking. <laughs> I'm backpedaling. I'm going in reverse. I've been saying since that the Miz is going to win, but he's not. Daniel Bryan's going to win. Daniel Bryan's going to be the number one contender for the WWE Championship, and he's not going to win it. <laughs> and what was the other one? The Shield against the the new Wolfpack or whatever? Yeah. Well, I I said that one earlier. Oh! Yeah, I think the shield. I got the um, the, the whatever they are, Galloway, Ziggler, and <laughs> something dogs. Hounds of Justice. So that was everything we have for WWE. Yes. Do you want to do listener questions first, or do you want to do Pash's indie inquiry first? Pash's indie inquiry, please. All right. So, Alo, do oh. you want to do you want to announce what the Pash's indie inquiry match was this week? Yes. It is true. And the real question is, the real question is, first week of Indie Inquiry, how did Prep find this match? He's good. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I just wish the listeners could see your face. (laughs) He's he's Indie Prep for a reason. Yes. So we have. For all the times it was questioned this year, he is Indie. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> did, did you see that house show he went to a couple weeks ago? This looked like twelve it. people. <laughs> All right, so the match was Cole Cabana and Dick Justice versus Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy from Beyond Wrestling. Pash, do you want to go first, or you want my our thoughts first? Can we save you for last? Because this is it was dedicated to you. Let's save you for last. That's fine. Yeah. Oh my god, a mess. <laughs> this was completely ridiculous. I laughed. The, the guy, I, I don't know the names, quite frankly, but the one guy that said Ryan Gosling, 
<laughs> he, was, he was ridiculous. Dick Justice was oh my, oh my god, the slow seven slow motion, fantastic, completely ridiculous. Like we said, prep. I don't know how the hell you found this. <laughs> so when I first tuned into it, I was doing multiple things. There's a couple of moving parts going on. I glanced over at the screen at the big heavy fella, and I said, "All right, so so." I still don't know present day what the date of this match is. So I'm assuming this is years ago. And when I say years ago, I'm being dramatic. Maybe this is three years ago. Maybe this is four years ago. Maybe this is five. This could be six years ago. I don't know. Still don't know. Listeners, I probably will know by the time you hear this. But I'm sitting here. I'm like, oh, my gosh. He found. I was like, prep is so indie. He knows, you know, with House of Hardcore being announced for December (laughs) 8th in Philadelphia. He knows we're all fans of AC Baby. And he's like. I thought he gave us a match with AC Baby before he was AC Baby, and then I'm re- I'm getting halfway through the match. And I'm like, oh, this guy White, never mind. <laughs> uh, the match was a typical, not I don't want to say typical because it was a little above, but it was a typical indie wrestling comedy match. It was for the comedy. There was it was filled with comedy. Um, I have another thought on it, but I'm going to chime that back in after your thoughts, Pash. Um, okay. I laughed. I did laugh, though. So for the listeners, watch the match. I'm sure you'll laugh. The match itself was about 11 minutes long. And I want to say I laughed for about nine out of the 11 minutes. <laughs> I did, too. Um, Positively laughed, correct? Yes. I, I loved it. It Them... Like, the announcement before the match started, there would be no finger guns allowed. <laughs> I, I had no idea what the significance of the finger guns were, but it made me laugh immediately. And then seeing they had the close-up on Colt's face saying, we don't need no guns. We don't need no guns. I died at that. Um, Dick Justice being announced as from America, weighing, <laughs> weighing in at 50 stars and 13 stripes. I thought that was incredible. When Orange Cassidy was in the corner and he was about to get tagged in and he yelled, no way. I thought that was awesome. Justice and Cassidy mimicking that opening sequence in super slow motion, not being able to actually do the moves. Awesome. The drop kick when they're both laying on the mat. Um, Cassidy almost tapping out to chops and having nobody holding on to him, but reaching for the ropes in every direction. Um, yeah, I loved it. The fact that the match ended because Colt Cabana got served papers by all the doctors. Every doctor was suing Colt (laughs) Cabana, which led to Orange Cassidy rolling him up for the win. I thought this was excellent. Great comedy. It was a very different type of match than what I would, I would have expected. And I respect Orange Cassidy because. Hey, buddy. I respect Orange Cassidy because... Interference. What's up, big guy? What you still doing up? (laughs) (laughs) We'll be up there and munch some snacks in a minute. (laughs) What kind of snacks are you going to be eating? Troy was just making sure everything was going coherent down here. Okay, good. I don't know. I don't know if it it ever is going coherent, but... (laughs) For the listeners at home... My nine-year-old did just agree. AJ's acting was trash. <laughs> yeah, but I love this. This would get six Capri Suns. A six Good Capri style. Sun match. I loved it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Prep sent me like a little segment on Orange Cassidy about how he turned into a comedy wrestler. And he basically said, I could do all this stuff that a lot of these indie guys do, the flips, the moonsaults. And he said maybe I shouldn't just be doing the same thing everyone else is doing. Maybe I'll do something entirely different. And he pulled it off. I thought it was hysterical. I loved it. This was a great opening match on Pash's Indie Inquiry. What was the last thought you had, Eck? Well, uh, what you just ended with pretty much shits on what I was just going to say. I was going to say, Prep, how, how do you find this to be the first the first match for the segment, <laughs> but definitely did have good comedy. I honestly, with this whole segment, I don't know. I thought he was going to find a barn burner, a gem. I, one of the throwback Thursdays that ring of honor posts on social media all the time. Um, I don't, I don't know. I just did not think this was the direction he was going to go. I didn't think he would start with a comedy match. 
Comedy matches are enjoyable. December 8th at the ECW Arena. I'm sure we'll see a minimum of one comedy match for House of Hardcore. And I look forward to it. So keep in mind that he, he, oh, he started this segment with me in mind, which I didn't think about. If he would have sent me some like Will Ospreay or Zack Sabre Jr. match, <laughs> I would have came on here with a very different attitude about it than this. So Prep, Prep knew his audience this week. Well, <laughs> well, well, you might not really agree with his pick for next week. So okay. he, he's yet to send the link. All right. But he says, Patch, we figured we'd start your indie inquiry with a little comedy. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> next up on the docket, Lucha. <laughs> okay. One of the great mass versus mass matches of the last five years. Atlantis versus Ultimate Guerrero from CMLL's 80th anniversary show in 2014. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing it. I could use a little lucha in my life. Who can't? That, that's going to be a solid match to review on the return of Matt Madness with the Elite cast. Uh, I look forward to it. So, Prep, thank you for giving me a good opener. I look forward to seeing what's up next. Uh, do we have any listener questions? Yes, we have a question from Don Nolan, Lloyd, no relation. Uh, he's, he asks, are they doing too much with the teasing of Dean's heel t- Dean Ambrose's heel turn? And with Dolph kicking out of the Superman punch, has it lost his power? So as far as Dean, I mean, I'm not even 100% sold that he's going to turn. So I don't, I'm not going to say it's too much yet. If they're still doing it in like three weeks, four weeks, I might change my tune. And as far as the Superman punch losing its power, I feel like it gets booed every time he does it. And I feel like <laughs> that has taken away from it more so than Ziggler kicking out of it. What do you guys think? Uh, so I'm going to jump on that first real quick. Um, Donovan, uh, great questions. I don't, I don't think they're doing too much with it because I'm going to crap on myself. I think maybe for the majority of gullible fans and even myself, I think with everything they're doing for it, I think there's a a large portion of the fan base that buys into what they're feeding you and think that this could happen. Not only do they buy into it, I think there's a lot that are convinced it's going to happen. I think there's some that are going to want it to happen. Um, I, I feel like on social media, I see more people saying they want it to happen. I know, the bottom, I really don't want it to, but I, I think they're doing the right thing where they got you thinking one thing and you're not getting the predictable, the predictability, like something obviously should be happening and it doesn't where normally or Monday night raw. Okay. This is about to happen two hours later. Okay. There it is. There it is. It was obvious. Um, aside from that with Roman Superman punch, he still wins, which is good for a, good for you know his win loss track record but aside from that the the good thing they got going with the superman punch is like you were just saying ron he hits that superman punch and the crowd craps on him but it also makes everyone that kicks out of it look strong and it's not it's not bad for them because he still does win matches when he hits it from time to time. End of the day, if they're trying to make the spear look like his main finisher, I prefer that because I do kind of think this punch is corny. Halo, <laughs> your thoughts? Yeah, I don't think they're doing too much because this is like, it's new. At a certain point, they'll probably like move away from this and then probably go back to it because they'll, they'll be like, kind of be like more of a slow burn and it is a glaring hole it is a glaring hole within the shield like i said early um the last couple of weeks and the superman punch i never really it's a signature move to me it's not uh, it's that move that you'll do your people kick out of it it'll get a pop out of the crowd but like you guys said people boo when it happens anyway right it's not like anybody's going crazy when he does it yes all right anything else yeah we actually got a question from Michael J. Day, Mr. 6'5", kind of piggybacking off of the Indie Inquiry. He had a question about the recent developments of Neville showing up back in the wrestling world. How do you feel about Neville slash Pac making his comeback and your thoughts? Um, I'm happy to see Neville get to do what he does again. You know, like he's been gone for how long now? Almost a year. 
So it's good to see him get to do what Neville does. Yeah, so I, you know, my answer to that, kind of with what I've, I've said in the group text about it, I was really thrilled because he's been gone for so long. There hasn't been any leaked images of him or anything. I was really concerned with him maybe, you know, becoming a hermit into normal life right. and losing his look. Not physically, you know, when he got that heel persona in the cruiserweight division, I could be wrong, but, you know, he did that, that high fade and kept that long hair and he had that long hair started dripping in his face and he grew out the beard as opposed to just the goatee. So he kept the beard the same way it was. He had the hair the exact same way. He looks the exact same way he did as a cruiserweight champion, not the way he looked in NXT, not the way he looked as Pac or the independents. Um, so I'm excited for this. Um, not knowing as much as the Indies as Prep does, my first question to him was, does Lion Gate work with one of the wrestling promotions? Because I want to see him everywhere. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't I don't even know that was a thing. <laughs> Dragon. 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 Lionsgate. Yeah, Lionsgate Lion is a, a production company, yeah. A movie studio. <laughs> see, that's how little I know about it. Yeah, I'm glad to see him back. It's been a year, you know. People's been asking. Well, I like the fact that he keep the same kept the same look. Yeah, me too. Uh, it, it's good that he's going to get to to actually wrestle again. He didn't need to be held hostage anymore. Um, all right, any more well, questions? Go a fantasy book, real quick. Mm-hmm. If you could see him against any one person on the indie circuit right now, who would it be? Cody. Hmm. To take a different approach to that, but I'm also going to say in the same faction. Um, just because of how good he is and how he works really good with people in different, you know, wrestling realms, whether it be a cruiserweight or someone that's, you know, wrestling fast pace, I want to see him against Hangman Page. Uh, that thought crossed my mind, but I have somebody altogether different from the two of you. Are you ready oh for God, it? I know it. Who do you think it's going to be? James Ellsworth. Ah, no, I didn't even think of Ellsworth. Well, I said independent. Not Ellsworth? No. Super cop Dick Justice. <laughs> <laughs> I love you're a fan. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, th- I, ju- I think it's so funny. The fact that he's, like I said, that he's introduced as from America... <laughs> And he weighs in at 50 stars and 13 stripes. I, I just think is excellent. Um, anything else? That's it for tonight. All right. Um, well, I guess that's it. Joel Embiid, I know the season's about to start, but we will always be here trusting the process if you're ready to sit down and trust the process with us. LeBron James, I know you're all the way across the country now. But the throne will always be waiting. Uh, Alo, do you have something you wanted to say? Did you catch Wild Now with Sasha Banks? I didn't get to see it yet. No. Got. got I, I made a. I made a status about this on Facebook, and then before the show came on, and then it came, and then Wild Now comes on. Nick Cannon looks terrible. Oh my God, he looks horrible. And I said, how can you have so much money but still look horrible? I don't have a good answer for that. I was hoping to have like a good funny <laughs> he, answer for it. He looks, he look, he had this robe on with these supreme um, Air Max Air More up tempos and an afro and these Bret Hart gladiator glasses. I'm like, <laughs> what is this? I think maybe when you spend a lifetime making horrible jokes all the time, it probably takes a lot out of you. So that that's probably why he's looking like he does. Because he's never said anything that has ever made me laugh. <laughs> And he considers himself a comedian, so I'm glad that he looks like I'm glad he looks terrible. Did she do good though? She didn't do much. But she didn't embarrass herself. No, she she uh her her freestyle you could tell was written for her. She <laughs> yeah. didn't do much. yeah, she didn't do like she wasn't as active as I thought she would have been. Alright, I'll I'll probably get around to watching it at some point this week. Uh any then, any final then, th- Oh good. And then on the YouTube clip, you can see, uh, I forgot Dolph Ziggler was on Wild and Out. Dolph, uh, I think, did way better. Well, that one I'll never watch. 
I see way more than enough of Dolph Ziggler every Monday night. Say how you really to... feel about your Raw World Tag Champion. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Um, any final thoughts before we close it out? Nope, I'm good. Um, I think that will be it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, so, listen to. Or yeah, Throwback Madness, unsanctioned. We have a bunch of those uh, from back in the day. We had one just last month. Um, subscribe on iTunes. Five star ratings and reviews. Alo, you want to move some merch? What a maneuver to next to embrace madness. All right. So for Act Two, Fly Eric Trambicki. For Mister Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we'll see you next week. Hop the top rope, but the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince man, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.